What's up, everybody? This is Donye with the Rebel Love Review. Um, I want to wish everybody a happy holidays and a happy new year. Um, I'm currently recording this on New Year's Eve. So you'll probably be hearing this once New Year's Day is there and everything has passed. But regardless, just want to say happy whatever you celebrate to everyone out there. Um, apologize for not releasing an episode last week. I, I wholeheartedly intended to, but... I had Christmas Day off, and Christmas is just like a it's like a rough time of the year for me. Um, and I don't really have any family out here with me, so I don't know. It was just I didn't want to put myself through the stress of also having to record and release a podcast because, as fun as this is, it is kind of stressful, especially with the whole editing thing and with me having a full time job on top of that. So I didn't want to have to work on Monday, come home, record, be off Tuesday probably be editing most of the day Tuesday and then like have to release it on Wednesday as soon as I get home from work and stuff um so I just I took the week off I know a lot of podcasts do that um but you know I apologize for anyone that maybe came to my page looking for an episode and didn't find one um but we're back and we are doing the red album from red velvet which is the album that more or less got me into red velvet um more or less got me into k-pop as a whole um dum dum was the first one of the first k-pop songs i listened to and uh i i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i listened to the song after it already come out and after the album already come out so i proceeded to listen to the album and while you know i didn't like every single song on it i did like the album as a whole and i have heard where people online have said that oh it's a it's an important album in terms of k-pop history especially as far as girl groups go it was a very successful album it was a very like important album and uh yeah so we're gonna be reviewing that um we're gonna start off with the dumb dumb music video um and then i'm gonna talk about the song and then i think no i know that's the only video that they did for any song on the album is for dumb dumb so everything after that will just be a song review um so I apologize that I don't I don't really do as many performances as I maybe wanted to do when I first started uh, doing this podcast. Um, it's not that I don't want to. It's more so just that it's it's very time consuming. Um, I already find that I ramble a lot when it comes to just talking about the songs in general, and I try to keep this podcast like between like an hour and like an hour and five to ten minutes and the past couple of weeks I haven't done that so if I get to a point to where I don't talk as much and episodes don't drag on nearly as much then I will gladly review a performance but I don't see that happening anytime soon unless I could see myself doing it for like like the one of these nights album because I know that album is only like I think technically it's like nine songs long before the songs are just different versions of one of these nights um so i might be able to pull off um talking about performances on that one um and then maybe some of the other like really short ones like i think like like cookie jar their japanese album only has like three new songs on it and other three songs are just japanese versions of songs that were already out and i don't feel like i'll need to review those again so i could probably do performances for that i don't know we'll see um, I just want to apologize. I'm sure there's some of you like, oh, he didn't talk about this performance or this performance. 
Um, and I might have skipped over your favorite performance, so I apologize for that. Like I said, I just try not to make these drag on. Um, and I try to make these not super short, but not super long either. Because, I mean, I like podcasts and stuff, but like unless it's one of those ones where people are talking about like different topics throughout the whole thing, I don't like it to drag on much past an hour either. So, with that being said, while I'm dragging on, um, we're going to go ahead and watch the dumb dumb music video which holds a very special place to me because like i said it was the first music video i watched from red velvet that really got me into um k-pop and the group itself as a whole um so yeah uh okay i already have it pulled up we're going to start it in three two one oh wait my headphones are not on i'm an idiot hold on Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Now. So just I don't know. Just to start off, like I I really really like the visuals in this video. Like I guess like I kind of like how. It goes for like a, not a nostalgic dynamic, but like, you know what I mean? Like a lot of the objects that they use in the, in the video are like older objects or like things from like an older time period. Um, it doesn't have a very modern feel to it, but I'm not saying that in like a negative way. Um, also I love the, the use of colors in this video. Like they, they play a whole lot with colors and it, it pays off tremendously. Um. I think that's one of the main reasons why uh, Rolling Stone actually put the video in its top, I think it was like the top 10 videos of 2015 or whenever this video came out. Um, I mean, obviously they put the album and the song amongst other charts that they had out that year, but that was the one that stuck out to me the most was the top 10 music videos of like across all genres of music for 2015. Like this video, I think was like number nine or something. So I thought that was really cool and I agreed with it. Like, it's just, it's very it's very good looking the the choreography what little of it is in there is very crisp and clean um the video just it has a whole lot going on uh it has a lot that you can look at you can you can notice things that you didn't notice the first second third or fourth time around um like i said it plays with colors a lot i dig the whole like older feel to a lot of the objects in the video like the rotary phone like the whatever those machines are in that room i don't know i I guess my age is showing, but I just, I, I kind of like how they play with like a kind of, kind of play with a time period in the song or in the music video. Um, at the time I did think it was kind of weird that, that they had like a, a Michael Jackson breakdown section, but, um, I mean, whatever it worked like they didn't like that. I guess they were doing a tribute to him and it kind of, it, I'm not gonna say it kind of, it worked. So The hair is questionable. I don't know how I feel about the whole, like, like ponytails and, like, pigtails and stuff being, like, pulled out to the side and, like, like stuck up in the air. Like, that was kind of weird. And I know a lot of people in the fandom, like, threw a fit about the, the maid outfits because they tried to pull them off in some of their performances and they just weren't very good looking. Um, but, you know, like I said, I mean, it worked. 
Like, it's easy to look back and say, oh, I'm not a fan of this thing that they did back then. But, hell, this this song and this album took off along with the music video. So, obviously, it did something right. Also, I'm not going to lie. Those pants are kind of cool. Like, 30% of the pant is cut out. But, it was still kind of cool looking. So, yeah. That was the dumb dumb music video. Like I said, I'm I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure that was the only music video they had for that album. So, um, so now we're just gonna move on to the song itself. Um, so yeah, um, I stop saying um. So yeah, uh, <laughs> Jesus. Overall, the song. I'm going to try to be as, as fair about this as possible, but like I said, given that the song just holds a special place to me and, and means more to me than a lot of their other songs and music videos and stuff, um, I might sound kind of biased, but I'm, I'm just going to be real about it. Um, the song itself, it's it's very good. I, I love the beat to it a lot. Like, this song probably had arguably... Um, one of my favorite beats of any of their songs and I think that's that's really what lured me in the first time because like I love listening for lyrics and I love listening for different parts of a song like lyrics and like just like the singing and how someone's voice sounds and all that stuff I love listening to different things in songs but the beat and, and like the I guess the melody and all that really sticks out to me more than a lot of other stuff so um, I really dig the, the bass that was in the song. Um, I really dig, like, the the kind of aggressive but playful, like, just mood of the song. Um, it kind of strikes you as one of those where they're like, oh, hey, you know, you know this, this, if you pay attention, this is kind of a cutesy little song, but at the same time, like, it's, it's fast-paced, it's kind of coming at you hard, like, um, the lyrics are delivered with a certain aggression and with a certain confidence that, you know, is not standard. Um, so I appreciated that a lot. Uh, I did think <laughs> they said dumb a lot in the song and I thought that, that was actually going to turn me off from it, but I, that actually ended up just being like a funny part to the song that they just literally, I want to say, I want to say there's a YouTube video that counted how many times they say dumb in the song. And I think it's somewhere above 200. Maybe not. Maybe it's, maybe it's around 150. Maybe I heavily exaggerated that number, but it's the point is it's high. They say it a lot, and I remember the first time I heard it, like, I honestly didn't pay attention to that. I was more so just pulled in by the, the like I said, the the beat and the just the feel of the song as a whole. And then after I heard it a few times, I really started to listen to it, listen to it. I thought to myself, you know, excuse me, this song says dumb a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. And yet, somehow, it still makes it work. Like, the song was still, like, immensely popular um the video the video was still super popular um like i don't i don't know how i don't think i've ever heard a song be as popular that has so much repetition in it but like i said it worked um so overall um this is definitely definitely one of my top five red velvet songs and you know you can argue that you know, oh, if I don't look at the song as a song that's really important to me, I might not feel the same way. And that that, that could be true. Um, I could be heavily biased when I say that. But 
I feel like that's how a lot of people are. I feel like if any of you thought back to the first song that really sucked you into a group, not even just Red Velvet, but to a group in general, it will probably hang out around the top five of your favorite songs from that group because of that alone, even if the song itself maybe doesn't quite make it up there for its quality. Um, so I apologize if, if anyone disagrees, if anyone disagrees, if anyone disagrees with that heavily. Um, but overall, great song, great opener to the album. Um, it definitely sets the tone. Um, the song and the video are very playful. They're very enjoyable. Um, it's definitely not a video where you're just kind of sitting there and just kind of letting it go on. Like it's very, it's definitely something you pay attention to. It's definitely something, like I said earlier, you can watch for like a 20th time and notice something that you probably didn't notice the first 20 times that you watched it or the first 19 times. Um, so definitely one of my favorite songs overall. Um, so that is going to start off the Red album, which is actually Red Velvet's first full album. Um, I think it's like their, I think it's their, no, third album overall, technically, yeah. Um, but it's their first full album, so instead of it being like five or six songs, it's going to be, I don't know off the top of my head, I'm on Spotify, I'm putting on Spotify now, so let's see. Um, I believe it's like nine songs. So even then, it's not too terribly long. Um, if I could find it, that'd be great. I passed it. I'm an idiot. There we go. Uh, ten songs. Okay. So, one off. Um, so that is going to lead us into the second song on the album, which is Huff and Puff. Um... By the way, I, you know, I know I've only been gone for like a week or so, but um, I apologize for any time that I'm watching a video or listening to a song and you can just like very barely hear the song like in the background because I'm using like headphones to do it, but my headphones are also off one ear so I can hear how I sound and how loud I am. Um, but I know that allows some of the sound from my headphones to come out and my headphones are fairly loud for the most part um so i tried to make it to where you can't hear it but i know sometimes you can and i, I do apologize for that and i one of these days i will actually like look into the whole like what i'd have to go through to be able to play music just straight up on the podcast because that would be so much easier um probably more time consuming so i might have to find a way to go around that or make it shorter because of that but i'm sure it gets kind of annoying sometimes when you listen and you have to like pull up a song or pull up a video to follow along with what I'm saying um but like I said I'm, I'm, I'm working on a workaround for that so for now I'm sorry if you can hear the song just barely and it's kind of distracting um I'll try to edit that out as much as possible but it's not always possible um anyway I've been talking on long enough this is already 15 minutes long and I saw the whole album to go through so Huff and Puff is up next um Huff and Puff, so just to let you guys know ahead of time, there's a lot of songs on this album that I'm not going to say I disliked at first, but I definitely heard them the first time around and I was like, okay, this is different. You know, I'll have to let this grow on me. But given that I wasn't into K-pop yet and this was like the first full album of K-pop I listened to, I feel like that's kind of understandable. 
that's not how I feel nowadays. Nowadays, I can premature a song and know if I'm going to like it or know if it's something that's going to grow on me or know if it's something I'm just not going to roll with. Um, but there's a lot of songs on here that definitely had to sit with me, sit with me for a while. Um, and this is definitely one of them. Um, I definitely thought the beat was strange, um, but I, I love the attitude with it. I love the, like, I guess, I don't know how, how, I don't know, just, it just sounds playful. It sounds like they had fun recording it, and whoever wrote the song sounds like they had fun with it. It sounds like they probably had fun making the beat to it. Like, the, the whole song is just, just embodies fun, I feel like, which is a lot of this album, um, because this album, as its name shows, it's called The Red. It's meant to show they're more not hyper but more playful more in your face more outgoing music style um and it, it definitely does that like to a t um and this song combined with dum dum is like a very good opener and like lets you know like there's gonna be some kind of experimental stuff there's gonna be some different stuff in this album um compared to what you're used to hearing but it's they're still gonna make it fun they're still gonna make it like it's still gonna put a smile on your face it's still gonna make you happy it's still gonna make you like kind of like dance around and stuff so it's gonna do what it came to do whether you like the songs or not for the most part um overall i mean it's a it's not one of my favorite songs overall um but it's it's i definitely like i said i like the beat um it's very it's it's like i said like i said it's different um I, this beat was very strange to me. Um, some of the sound effects and stuff that they use don't sound familiar, like, at all. Um, I, I think they all sound very good in the album. Um, I think they all... Or in the album, in the song. I thought they all sound... I don't know. Like, this song doesn't sound like it's it's too strenuous, like, in terms of, like, singing ability. Um, it, it's almost one of those songs that they sound more like they're talking than they're singing, but it works. Um, it works for how, what, it works for the type of sound that, this, that I feel like the song is trying to give you. Um, and of course I say that, but then I, but then, you know, Wendy has her part at the end where she's pretty heavily vocalizing. Um, but overall, I mean, you know, the, the singing is good, but it's not a whole lot of singing, singing. I feel like it's a lot of more of just talking, but like I said, that it, it really, it really works well for this song. Um, I'm trying to debate, do I, do I want to pull up, do I want to pull up the lyric videos? Cause I'm gonna be real. It's been a while since I've listened to this album, so I don't remember what these songs are about. And I almost feel like I kind of might need to know that, or at least like be reading the lyrics. No, no. We're just gonna we're just gonna talk about how the songs sound because I think I think I'll be able to garnish enough talking points just off that alone. Um. So up next, third song in the album is Campfire. Um. I I believe this is one that didn't have to I didn't have to sit with this one. This is one that I pretty I was pretty sure from the get go. I was like, all right, I'm I'm gonna like this. This is this is a this is a sound I can get with. This isn't something that I'm gonna have to digest and see if i really like this I, I love this song a lot this actually might be this is probably top three on the album let's see i'm not gonna say it's on the lot because i because i don't want to tell you till the end but this is this, yeah it's top three or four i don't know if i can make a top three i can make a top four though pretty easily 
and everything else just falls under that accordingly. Um, but, you know, I, I like the song a lot. Um, the chorus is really cool. Um, I, I believe that's mostly just Wendy that's singing those very, like, loud and vocally strong points during the chorus but i believe that i believe that Solgi helps us sometimes too because they're usually the two that take those parts um and i like how they're singing the loud part and then somebody else in the group like comes brings the tone back down to a normal level like a very average level and then they take it back up high um and then the the beat is is the beat is very fun it's very I don't know. It's very energetic. Like, this this whole album is very, like... It almost feels like the whole album is trying to get you to dance and trying to get you to to kind of bounce your head and kind of rock along with every little beat they throw at you. Um, and I, I'm not mad about that at all. Um, like I said, it, it fully embodies what the name was trying to do and what the group was trying to do in terms of how they wanted this album to sound in comparison to what their overall sound is. Um... And I, I dig the, the breakdown on here. It sounds like Irene. It sounds like it's just Irene. I don't think there's anybody else on there. I could be totally wrong, though. Um, and then just the just the harmonizing part after that. And then Yeri coming in doing Yeri things. I really like that they're establishing Yeri as kind of like the, kind of like the hype man of the group. Like, hey, you know, when we have these random moments where, like, there's no one singing, no one rapping, which kind of year you just talk just the hell of it. Probably because she has the most attitude of anybody in the group, like, by far. Um, and then I don't know, like, the whole ending of the song, like, it really just, it kind of feels like, not a grand finale, but it almost kind of feels like a, a grand ending. I almost feel like this song would have been really good as, like, the very last song. To just like sign it all off and just end on like a super strong note. Because this song ends like very strongly. Um, and I like really appreciate that. And then the beat drops out and then they and then they, they hit the that part of the chorus one more time. And then the song just fades out. That would have been a great ending. But I mean, whatever. Song is still great. Um, definitely top three or four. Whatever I decide to narrow that down to. Um, on the album. Um not something that had to sit with me i knew pretty much from the start i was like okay this beat is not nearly as experimental at least to my ears um there's not as many sounds in here that i haven't heard of or that i'm not used to um it's it's it was pretty concise that i was like all right this is i can i like this this is this was like dumb 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 was not something that had to sit with me i, I like dumb dumb from the moment i started listening to it um so that puts us now into red dress which falls into the had to sit with me category um try to think i'm gonna start running out of, i'm sorry run i'm gonna start running out of ways to describe some of these songs because i'm gonna use the same objectives like over and over and i don't i don't really want to do that um I'm also just trying to remember what some of these songs sound like because I haven't heard this album in so long. Okay, alright. 
So, Red Dress um, also falls into that top four category. Again, I'm not going to specifically say which ones are where just yet. Um, but this definitely would fall into that top four. Um, I just, I really dig how, especially from a vocal standpoint, the song goes from very peppy, upbeat, very like bubblegum pop during the verses only to then in the chorus like like the whole thing just kind of slows down and comes down to more of a let me put it like this if the verses are if the whole song is a dance the verses are the the part where you're like bouncing all over the place your head is bobbing back and forth and stuff and you know your your whole dance is really active and then the chorus is where it just kind of slows down and you're kind of just vibing and grooving to the beat instead of just dancing you're more of just letting the music take you um <laughs> probably sounded corny as hell but i, I don't I, some different um some different than me using the same six adjectives that i've been using um and then uh yeah just overall i just i like you know you guys if you've been listening to this podcast you know that i can appreciate good tone and beat changes in songs especially when it doesn't sound like they're doing too much and i i don't feel like that was the case on this song i mean it felt like that when i first heard it because like i said this had to grow on me but after a while i definitely liked what they tried to do with this song um and where how they tried to play with the more subtle groovy part and then the more just hyper just upbeat just like a party especially this end part when the beat really kicks in like, I feel like that's actually them combining how it sounds on the verses and how it sounds on the chorus. Because the beat is almost the same from the chorus. Like, the bass really kicks in and stuff. Especially right here, if you're listening with me. Where the song, like I said, like takes the more hyper part of the song and then puts it right in front of the chorus. And you hear how they can intertwine between the two and how they can jump from one to the other and it not change the whole feel of the song. Um... I really, sometimes I really wish I was more of a music nerd than I am, um, because I know there's different things and songs and different instruments and different like methods and techniques that that producers use in songs. I really wish I could name just off the top of my head, um, but I can't. So I'm sorry if you're a super music nerd and you're like, why does he keep calling it this? Why does he keep calling this that? It's this, it's this. I apologize. Um, that is something I do hope to get into, like to learn more about someday. Um, but I'm just not there yet. So we'll just have to deal with my very mediocre and probably weird sounding to some of you descriptions of what I hear in the music because I'm really good at hearing different things but not knowing what it's called. Um, so then Red Dress then leads into Oh Boy, which... My opinion, a bit of a tonal change from the first four songs, um, but Oh Boy also falls into my top four. Um, and I'm just I'm just going to say it now. Like, Wendy and Soggy do this song just just dirty. There was no reason. Um, I was still new to the group. I was still deciding who my bias was going to be. Well, yeah, because after this, I heard Ice Cream Cake and Ice Cream Cake album. That's when I solidified my bias. Um, but I was still deciding my bias and I was still getting used to the group and I was still getting used to how they all sound and trying to recognize their voices. And then 
I was just like, oh, well, you know, I know K-pop people can sing, but surely, you know, they're not like, if they're in a group, typically they're not top tier singers because they're in a group. That's usually, I feel like that's part of the reason why you're in a group because you're not quite solo level and maybe you don't want to be solo level. But I was quickly disproved in this song. Like, on top of me already liking the beat and stuff, um, and the, the, the great use of piano throughout the song, um, and how much English is in it too, um, I just, I, I really, I was, I was not ready for, for Sogi and Wendy to, like, kill their parts. Now, it does kind of suck because the other three members get very minimal lines in a song, but, I mean, it's one song in the album that's like that, unless there's other songs like that and I just haven't been noticing, um, but I do kind of like how each other member gets kind of like a like their own like kind of little breakdown during the verses, and then of course Wendy and Soulgy take over again. Um, this is definitely one of the songs that is it's it still fits the theme of the album. Um, still very upbeat and bubblegum and like dancey and very vibrant. Ooh, that's a that's a word I'm gonna start using. Um, but at the same time. It's also a little bit more somber than the first four songs. That's why I said it's, it's kind of a tonal change. Um, like, who who thought... Okay, who who told Wendy and Soggy they were allowed to do this? Like... Like, they both, they both just killed this breakdown. And this is one of the, you know, this is obviously one of the first songs I heard from Red Velvet that had a breakdown that wasn't rap-based. Um, and I loved it. It was different, but I loved it. And then, oh my god, that high note? What? I don't, I just, I didn't know what to do. Like, this song, like, this song, like, literally swept me off my feet from the start. Like, the first time I listened to it, I was like, I don't, I don't even know what this is. Like, is this what K-pop is? Like... Like, this amongst all these other songs I've listened to. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, I was like, South Korean's literally out here just killing the game and have been doing so for a long time. And I'm mad that I'm just now hopping on the wave. Um, so, anyway. That's Oh Boy. I don't want to drag on about the song too long because I could, I could talk about it forever. And, like, how it makes me feel and stuff. I just, I'm not going to bother. Um, I don't want to drag this on much longer than it has to be. Um, where are we at? Oh, we're at 30 minutes. Okay. All right, I'm making a good time. All right, it's not bad. So, it's first half of the album. Um, you're probably thinking, oh, well, you said that you had a top four and you pretty much named all four songs in that top four in the first half. So, like, what's going to happen in the second half? Well, just as a preface, I will openly admit that I don't like the second half of the album nearly as much as the first half, but that's not to say I don't like it at all. But this will contain a lot more of the songs where they had to grow on me. Um, I'm not gonna say it's, I'm not gonna say it's a bad part of the album. I'm not gonna say it's a bad collection of five songs. It is, in my opinion, definitely the weaker half, though. It's definitely the weaker part of the album. Um, and you know, I, you know, like everyone could disagree with me there, but that's just my opinion. Um, but anyway, let's not talk about things as a whole. Let's just get into it. Um, so that's going to lead us into song number six, which is Ladies Room. Um, so this is one of those songs that 
I'm not even gonna say I inherently don't like or that it's a bad song, but it's not for me, I feel like. I feel like the title does it justice very well. This is one of the more appropriately titled songs, just in terms of just how the song sounds. It's it sounds like a it sounds like something that, you know, is more for the the girl slash women slash lady fans out there. Um I mean, but of course someone could argue that for half of their songs. But I just feel like I don't know, just the way it sounds, just the the type of like sounds it uses, um, the beat to it. It just like I feel like when I hear this song I imagine like a bunch of girls and like a like a lady's like not bathroom per se, but like a dressing room kind of, I don't know. Like just kind of in like a girl's room, just like partying and, and having fun and doing that thing where girls like get together and they like compliment each other and they like I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what, what women do in a girl's room. I don't or a lady's room. I don't know. But you get my point. It just it sounds like one of those like girls like to have fun type songs if that if that kind of puts it more into perspective um i still love the song it's still great it's just i don't i don't listen to it very often it's just not for me um but it's still good and i I really appreciate how they casually flip so much in the song between the like melodic singing and more so like talking singing kind of like they were doing earlier in uh some of the other songs um, but I will give him this. This song is very, like, good mood, like, very happy, cheery, um, without being overly aggressive on your ears. So what that means is that, like, like, Dumb Dumb or, like, uh, Huff and Puff are very aggressive and very, like, in your ear, very, oh, we're gonna make you happy and peppy because the song is just, like, it's in your brain. This is very calm and very toned down, but has the same feel to it, especially during the chorus. Um, I don't think I actually ever noticed that harmonizing part towards the end. That was kind of dope. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, not a whole lot to say about the song because I don't, I don't listen to it a whole lot. Um, still a good song. Doesn't crack my top four, obviously, but... It's, you know, I think that's just because it's not for me. I'm sure somebody else may have it near the top of their list because it's, it's a high-quality song for sure. Um, there's just not anything I personally have saved or anything I personally would listen to on a frequent basis. Um, it's also, I also didn't realize how much English is peppered throughout the song. It's a lot, which is kind of dope, but it's just it's just funny because I've, I've never really paid attention to that. Um, so, yeah. That's the start of, like I said, the week or half of the album. I, I, I'm going to argue, though, that that, uh, that honestly could go into the top five, like, and I'd be totally fine with it. Um, or the, not the top five, but that could easily go into the first five songs in the album, and I'd be totally fine with it, and I would still have the same feeling. Um, but I would say from here on out is probably where it gets a, a little iffy for me. Um, just in terms of my favorites and stuff. Um, but again, let's not talk about it as a whole. Let's just move on. Um, so that's going to take us into song number seven, which is Time Slip. Um, so this, okay. So for somebody who 
knows this album more than me or listens to this album as a whole more than me might be able to answer this question pretty easily, but I, I don't listen to it a whole lot, so I'm not, I, I'm not 100% sure on this. I'm pretty sure they almost used the exact same beat from... I can't remember what the song is. Okay, hold on. This is this is actually gonna bug me. Um, what's the song called? Y'all should know what I'm talking about. Very popular song. Um, it's right there. It's right there. I almost got it. Fancy. That's it. God, that was that was a struggle. So the song sounds a lot like the beat from Fancy. Now, and I have the song paused right now um, because I had to start it over to hear the beginning part again. Um, we're gonna have a little brief discussion real quick. There are at least I can only think of this one and a couple more. There are at least a couple songs and Red Velvet's discography where they literally just take or use, I'm not going to say take, they just use a beat from a song that was already popular or a song that was, that, you know, took off over here by a different artist. And I'm, I'm genuinely curious as to like what the process for that is because this song, I actually don't, I don't know the song fancy well enough to know how close the beat is and I don't think I've ever listened to the song Fancy close enough to be able to determine if how much is, is different or if it's you know different at all but I know for a fact and we're gonna make a little jump here so I apologize but I'm not I'm not gonna try to talk about the song too much um in the Rookie mini album from Red Velvet there's a song called Talk To Me and it almost carbon copy uses the beat from Ariana Grande's I don't remember the song that they use the beat from either I'll, I'll figure it out when we get to it um but they use a beat from one of Ariana Grande's songs and I'm curious as to like how that works out like do they approach her and get the privilege or not privilege get the permission to use the beat did they have the beat first technically like were the song made at the same time so neither one of them had to like get permission from the other i'm just curious um that's another reason why i want to like learn more about like not just music itself and practice and in like production and stuff but also like the behind the scenes stuff because i'm curious how stuff like that works out um not saying that's a bad thing because I definitely think that, you know, it's 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 pretty cool when another group uses a, a beat that's already really good and they just put their own twist on it. Like, I definitely think that that, I don't know. I think it's, it's obviously not original, but it can, it's, it's kind of, it's, it can be kind of neat when you have a whole album full of original beats and then you just take one song where you just use somebody else's beat that's already really good and established and you just put your own spin on it. Um... And I can appreciate, you know, Red Velvet's producers doing that. Um, so I was just I was just curious if anyone knows how stuff like that works out. Please let me know, because um, I'm I, I just genuinely want to know. Uh, 
but without further ado, we're gonna get back into the song. Um, that just that was bugging the hell out of me because I was like, this definitely samples something. I just can't remember what. Um, so this song kind of falls under the same category that Ladies Room does. Not in I don't listen to it or anything, but it falls in the same category as Ladies Room in the sense that it's another song that's meant to like be vibrant and be very I guess I don't know like it's supposed to make you move it's supposed to you know entice you to dance and stuff um but it doesn't do so by being overbearing from a sound quality or not sound quality but from a sound perspective it's not overly loud it's not overly in your face um it's very somber especially during the chorus and I think that I think that works for the song. Um, they play a lot more with like big beat changes between their verses and their chorus a lot on this album, like a lot more than I initially realized. And I have no problem with that, especially when it works. And it, I think it works for this album because I think a lot of these were more on the safe side, whereas some of some, maybe some ones that they do later on are not as safe, but because they don't need to be as safe anymore. The group is more established, um, along with the fan base. Um, so, I like when that's done. And I like when it's done well, especially. Um, overall, though, there's not a whole lot to talk about with the song. Um, this is also one of those songs where just based off the English that I can hear from the song and just kind of the way it sounds, I can almost kind of determine what the song is about. It seems like it's about basically like just being lazy, just kind of relaxing for a day, just kind of letting time slip by, like ignoring responsibilities and everything for a day and just kind of relaxing. Um, I could be totally wrong about that, given that I haven't read the lyrics for these songs and I haven't heard them in a while. I could be totally off the marks so i'm sorry if i am and if i'm dead on i'm just good like that it is what it is um i also like this song is very like oh boy how do i describe this This is going to tie into what I've already said about them playing with tone changes in songs, but it's almost one of those songs that, that could, that you could just like chill and relax to. It really depends on just, just what kind of mood you're already in. Like if you're already in like a happy mood, this could just insinuate it and make you just want to like be, get up and be active. But if you're in more of a calm mood, um, kind of how I am right now, then it could just calm you down even more and just kind of be like a I hate this word but it could be like a vibe like just a you know we're just grooving we're just chilling like um it's all very versatile I guess I should have just said from the get go um and I really appreciate that not every song on this album is like that but not every song on this album needs to be versatile it just needs it really just needs to fit one general theme and I feel like you know, the songs that need to do that, do that. And the songs that are meant to be more standoff on our own and be more versatile, do that very well as well. Um, so that's going to take us into song number eight. Where am I time-wise? 
about 44 minutes okay might be able to, to put this under an hour and five minutes or an hour and ten minutes we'll see um song number eight don't you wait no more um so i'm gonna put this song up with huff and puff in terms of the feel of the song because this song definitely changes up from the last two and is is it's definitely more aggressive and definitely more in your face um which i'm totally fine with um it works this is definitely one that had to grow on me, but this is definitely, if I already have my top four of the 10 songs sectioned out, this falls into five or six um, as one that just misses my favorites, but it's still like pretty good. And it's still, I think I have it saved. I don't remember. Um, for some reason, Spotify's not showing me my saved. I don't know that, I don't know that my Spotify's updated. Whatever, regardless. Um, the beat's very, very fast and very, like, between, hell, not even just the beat, the lyrics, the feel, the song, everything. It's just very fast and very in-your-face. Like I said, it's very huff and puff-like. Um, but it works. Um, and it's another one of those that, like, definitely plays with the repetition of the term don't you wait no more and don't you wait or whatever. Um, and it works. Um, I can appreciate the little bit of super repetition that's peppered out throughout this album. Um... And then I, like I said, I think it's, it, it, it does, it does what it's supposed to do. It works well. Um, I do dig like the, the, the vocal little ad libs, like them singing, like in between like the groups parts and stuff just kind of adds more flavor to the album, album to the song. Jeez. Why do I, why do I keep saying that? Um, And then, of course, Yeri just sounds adorable. Just her, her little part in the chorus. Um, and I think this whole ending part is kind of dope. Or at least not ending, but like the like last third of the song. Um, where everyone's kind of harmonizing and then somebody's like singing over them or kind of rapping over them in a sense. Um, and then they go right back into that super repetitive but super clean and nice chorus. Um Eh, I don't know if clean is the right term. The chorus kind of all over the place, but it works. Like I said, I'm not dissing on the song at all. Um, not a whole lot to say about it. I, I think I pretty much covered all the bases. Um, like I said, not top four, but easily, easily like five or six. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Not much else to say about it. Um, yeah, that's it. Okay. So, that'll put us into song number nine, which is day one. Now, this is one that had to grow on me. Um, so, at that, what is that, like, number, like, the fifth or sixth song that had to grow on me? Um, which, again, was not a bad thing. Um, it's just something that I didn't know if I would like at first. Um... This one, if I remember correctly, definitely also plays with the whole, like, tonal change. Um, but it's it kind of plays with tonal change in and of itself. Because if you listen to it, like, if you listen to it right now with me, um, or if you can just remember the song, um, the lyrics are kind of, like, 
not lyrics, I don't know exactly what they're saying, but I guess the, the vocal parts are fairly... Not... Well, okay, yeah. No, they're kind of relaxing for the most part. Um, you don't sense a whole lot of strain on the the singer's voice. There's not a whole lot of, like, super high, super low, like, notes. It's a very stays in the same area stays in the same like pitch range if that's the right term i could be using a complete wrong term right now but the beat is very bop 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 fast paced and so that's what i mean by they use a tonal change in the song in and of itself um but it works um and i, I kind of like that contrast um But then even the beat itself kind of like twists on itself, like when they're, when they're not singing in between the verses and the choruses and stuff. And what sounds like a piano kind of comes in and kind of like just does like a very simple like little tune. And it kind of takes away from the, the fast pacedness of the beat any other time during the song. Like, I don't know, this, this song is, it's to me full of contrast and they just, they all work. Um... The song never feels like it's looking for an identity. It feels like it knows exactly where it needs to be, but it's taking what little space it has of what it's supposed to do, and it's covering every base inside of that. Um, and like I said, it just it works for it. Um, it's a very, I don't know, it's a very feel-good song to me. Um, the highs and the lows and stuff in the song, it's a very feel-good song. It's a very, it's, this kind of fits in with, like the the ladies room of time slip where it can it can feel like an upbeat song but it's it's not like overly so um also didn't realize how much like how much english is peppered throughout the song although i need to stop mentioning that because apparently that's just gonna be a common theme on this album um i've, I've said that about, <laughs> i've said that about like four of the songs now i think like um and this song, it, it almost gives a feel similar to Ladies Room, where it almost, like, I don't know, what about it? Like, it just almost sounds like a more, like, girl power type song. Um, but I could I could still I could still roll with this one. Not that I couldn't roll with Ladies Room, but I just, I, I listen to this one, um, like, in my own playlist and in my own, like, Spotify library. Um, so I wouldn't put it on the same level. Uh, because I can, I can listen to that one and, you know, still roll with it, still like it and everything, um, still groove to it. <sighs> trying to think, is there anything else with that song? I think that's, that's pretty much it. Um, which is now going to take us into the 10th and longest song on the album, Cool World. Um... Now, this one obviously samples, like, especially at the beginning. Um, but unfortunately, this one is going to have to be one of my least favorite songs on the album. I hate to say it, but um, it's not that the song is bad, but it seems like what Cool World is, is, you know, typically in 
Red Velvet's albums, at least. I don't know if other girl groups do this, or other groups in general. But at least as far as Red Velvet goes, no matter what the general theme or consensus of the album is, they always have at least one song on there that is meant to be more sweet and, like, sappy and, you know, like, the song is just more gentle. And this song sounds like they tried to do that, but still keep the upbeatness of the album. Um, this upbeatness is not a word, but you get what I'm saying. Um, it you could tell it's a, it's a apparent attempt to slow everything down, whether that be for the ending or whether that be so they can fit a you know slower esque song in the album. Unfortunately, I don't. I mean, it kind of works to a degree because I don't dislike the song. It's just it's not. It's probably my least favorite on the album. I'm going to spoil that for you before I do my like final song rankings. It's probably my least favorite on the album. Um, I don't think it... I don't think it meshes super well, especially in comparison to like all the other songs on the album. Um, but that's not to say that it's not a... I don't... It's not to say I'm mad at them for trying. Like, I totally understand what they're trying to do and, and in terms of like taking the album from a very like upbeat super up-tempo very excited feel to a slower let's just relax on the on the way out type feel like it it does it perfectly but i just it to me personally i just feel like it possibly could have been done better or could have been done in a different way um but that's also not for me to decide so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know, shun too hard for that because that's that was ultimately just like a choice. I'm not like I said, the song's not just bad quality. It's just I don't this isn't the song that I would have picked to end the album out. Um, I would have gone with something else. Um, I feel like there's things in the song that could have been done differently. Um, that would have made it better for me, but it's not for me. So, um, so yeah, um, not a whole lot else to say about the song. Um. It is kind of funny hearing them say "cool world" because I think that's, I think that's kind of a, a struggle for Korean people. I don't know why. I don't remember exactly what sounds we have that they don't that they struggle with. Um, they might not be in the words "cool" or "world" at all, but it does sound kind of funny when they say it because you can hear the difference between like Solgi saying it or like Joy or somebody saying it compared to Wendy saying it. Um, somebody who's fluent in English. Um, I would also, you know what, fuck it, I would say that Cool World also kind of fits under the ladies' room, like, some of these, like, a lot of these songs, not a lot, but a few of the songs on this album sound very, like, women empowering or, like, girl power type songs or something, like, if, like, if you were watching, like, a, like, one of those coming of teen, or coming of age teen movies, um, and a main character, like a 16 Candle type deal, this is something that you would hear in there, um, I bet some of y'all didn't think I would pull out a, a 16 candle reference on you <laughs> but i did it um but you get you you get my feel like um you get what i'm saying so but i mean that's i wouldn't say that, that makes the song any weaker um i would say ladies room is the only song like that on the album that actually pushed me away from the song but the other two like that like cool world and uh whichever one i said it for i think i said it for day one i don't i that didn't make me listen to the song any less um so yeah so that wraps up the out oh we are at 56 minutes can i wrap this up in 10 minutes i think i can um so yeah 
that's it for the red. That is all ten songs. Um, as a whole, very good album. Um, it it knew it knew what it wanted to do. It came in, it did it, and it it left the whole K-pop world on notice. Basically saying, this is Red Velvet. This is what we can do when you give us a full album to play with. This is what only one of our multiple sounds sounds like. This is what happens when we focus on one sound. So, everybody else needs to watch out. Like, I think this was definitely a statement album. This definitely let everyone know that this group is here to stay. And that they are not here to play with you hoes. Um, and I dig it. There's attitude and cheerfulness and you know varying tones and everything in this album that you probably wouldn't expect from you know a relatively new group um but shout out to sm and the producers and the group everybody involved with this project for doing what they did with it because it was groundbreaking it was historical um it was important to the k-pop world and it was definitely important to Red Velvet's uh, discography and to what they could do in the future because this album basically silenced anyone. I was like, hmm, okay, so they're going with the Red Velvet feel. They're going with the, uh, we can be happy, cheery red, but we also be like somber, serious, and um, very delicate velvet. Um, but can they can they really do that? Or are they just going to have to just mix the sounds all the time? Could they really focus on one sound and make a good album? And I think this definitely proved that they could. Um, so, overall, great album. Um, as a whole, probably my... I don't know. It's probably top five for me, but that's not saying a whole lot, given that they have they only have, like, what, like nine, ten albums or something like that. Um, but it's definitely one of the better ones. Um, song by song rating... We're going to go from 1 to 10. Um, number 1 is obviously Dumb Dumb. No surprise there. Um, don't be too mad at me about that. Um, if you don't think it's actually the best song, it's just... It means a lot to me. Um, second is probably... Probably Oh Boy. Because of the drastic difference between Oh Boy and Dumb Dumb. And just, like I said, the vocals. Just, ugh. No reason. No reason. It's, it was unfair. It was not right of them to do that. Um, number three, probably Red Dress. Actually, no. Yeah, Red Dress. Um, just the... I love the sound. I love just how, like, aggressive and how, like, in your face it is and stuff. And it's, it matches the whole, like, first half of the album so well. And it's just... It comes at a great time. It's, it's, it's a good song overall. Um... And then running on my top four is uh, probably, um, yeah, it's probably Campfire. Um, I was having a hard time signing between Campfire and, and, uh, and uh, uh, Don't You Wait No More. Um, but no, it'll be, it'd probably be Campfire. Um, not a whole lot. I've already, I've already said how I feel about the song for the most part. Um, it's just that's not one of the top three, but it's definitely one of the better ones. Um, number five probably has to go to Don't You Wait No More. Um, number six would then be Huff and Puff. Number seven would then have to be Time Slip. Number eight, then Day One. Number nine, Ladies Room. And number ten, Cool World. 
Um, even given that ranking, though, like, I would still say, like, even, like, eight or nine of these songs would still make it above, like, some of my favorite songs on some other albums. So, overall, great album. Um, and again, the whole album could just be suffering under the same bias that I have for Dum Dum and just that it was my first album listening to, or my first K-pop album that I listened to. So, that may just resonate with me different. Um, but... Like I've said before, I try to be as unbiased as possible in these things. Um, and, I mean, I, it, it, sometimes it's not going to sound like I am. Sometimes it's going to sound like I'm just totally taking over or being, you know, being totally obscured by the bias and my emotional feelings to the song and not the quality of the song itself. But, I mean, all that's subjective anyway, so can you really fault me for it? Um, so... Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, what am I going to do next episode? I'm trying to think, what's next? Like, chronologically. After the red. I'm pretty sure it's the velvet. Isn't it? I think the red came out late 2015. I think the velvet came out in the first half of 2016. Let me just make sure. This is back when I wasn't like following the group like to a T, so I'm not a hundred percent certain on these things. Okay, I've already done ice cream cake. okay so yeah I, I do yeah so I, I believe that would make the velvet next and then after that would be Russian roulette because that's the third mini album the first one was ice cream cake wait what was the second mini album uh, oh boy probably not looking like much of a fan right now um, oh, the Velvet. Okay, that's right. I forgot the Velvet was not considered a full album. It was a mini album. Yeah, because it has eight songs, but literally three of the songs are just different versions of one of these nights. So, anyway, so that's it for this podcast. Well, as far as the review part goes, um, as a whole, um, I'm really enjoying this. I really am. Um, I know my, my tone of voice probably doesn't sound like it. Um, but I, I am really enjoying like taking my thoughts that I've had about Red Velvet songs for all these years and putting them onto a podcast and putting them out there for people to listen to in case anyone really cares. Um, it's not that I feel like people really want to hear what I have to say, but I have had people say, oh, you have a voice for broadcasting or for radio or for tv and stuff and while i don't fully agree because my voice sounds terrible to me as most people's voices do to themselves um i just i figured you know why not i like to talk i talk too damn much um i apparently have the voice for it um i do sometimes notice that when i listen to songs i can point things out that other people maybe can't so you know why not um but regardless i'm enjoying this I really hope you guys are too. Like, I wholeheartedly hope so. Um, I have noticed my viewers have... Viewers. My listeners have kind of dropped off 
since I started. Um, I think my peak viewers were like my second or third episode. Um, and I actually noticed that as of right now, I didn't have a whole lot of listens to the Girls' Generation episode. So the next few weeks are going to be very telling because this is a Red Velvet episode, obviously. The next one will probably be a Red Velvet episode, and then I'm thinking on doing another first take episode. And if the the trend of listeners stays the same, where I have more listens to the Red Velvet episodes, and then the first take episodes, I don't really have hardly any listens, then we might just scrap that whole idea, and I might just try to, like, talk about Red Velvet's, like, different TV appearances, or talk more about their performances or talk more about their reality show because spoiler alert and don't get mad at me don't call me a fake fan or anything but i haven't watched any of the level up projects um so i might hell i might do like a synopsis of those as well and just like do like each individual season and kind of like split it maybe like in half or something and talk about it in an episode so you know i don't know this is you know you know this is the like fifth week or so this is still in like a this still in like a developmental stage it's still in like a planning stage i'm still playing with ideas i'm still trying to come up with new ideas um so if you guys if you guys can please let me know what i can do to change or what i can do to make this better what you guys think would be better what you guys think i should scrap or whatever what you guys think i should improve on just let me know um I haven't really gotten, like, hardly any feedback for the podcast. And, I mean, that's to be expected. Um, But I just, like I said, like I said in the very first episode, in the intro episode, this is something that is going to be a work in progress for both of us. So the more you help me, the more I can make the content better. Um, Just wanted to put that in there. Just wanted to let you guys know how I I was feeling, um, in case anybody cared. Um... Any hoosies, that's pretty much it. I'm, I'm going to do better about the not rambling at the end, so that's pretty much it. Um, oh, if you are going to the Red Mirror concert and you're going to be in L.A. on either night, because me and my girlfriend couldn't get tickets for the same night, but she's going on the 7th and I'm going on the 8th, so... Anybody out there that's going in L.A. that might want to meet up or something or chill or hang out, like, let me know. Um, And we can probably arrange something. I'll probably be in L.A. (sighs) Probably I'll try to fly out that Thursday morning and then probably come back Sunday night or Sunday afternoon. So if you're there anytime during that time, um, shoot me a message on Reddit. Um... My username is that one black kid ninety four. Um, shoot me a message on my Twitter, which is now associated with this podcast because I need to make a Twitter for it so I can like have some kind of social media presence. Um, and my Twitter is the same name as the podcast. It's at Rebel Love Review. Um, yeah, just just get at me and you know we can figure something out because I'm definitely gonna need something to do that Friday night while my girlfriend is watching the concert and I'm just stuck in LA with not shit to do. So yeah. Other than that, I think I'm good. Um, hope everybody had a great start to 2019. Um, I'm recording this still in 2018. So it's almost like, no, I'm not gonna, not gonna make one of those corny ass jokes. Um, hope you guys had a great new year's. 
Hope you guys have a great rest of your week whenever you're listening to this. Um, make sure to tell your friends, share, put the podcast out there because I really want this to grow. Um, the more it grows and the faster it grows, the more I'll be able to make it better. Um, so yeah, love you guys. I really appreciate all of you. Um, that's it. Have a good one. Bye.